The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome, everybody. Welcome to The Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm really excited about our guest today. He's been on the show before, uh, but before I tell you who he is and what we're going to be talking about, I want to say hello to the people behind the technology, Mr. Benny Mathers at KKNW. Good morning, Benny. Hi there, Christine. Um, how's the audio sounding at your end? It's sounding pretty good. Okay, because, you know, I'm on Orcus again, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't have my, my fiber optic yet, and so it's it's... You just need to stretch you just stretch that string just a little bit tighter so those cups are just right next to each other. I mean, we just got to do it. Got to make it happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what can I say? I'm in nature, so I'm happy. Yeah, and okay. uh, good morning, Olivia. Good morning. I'm definitely jealous that you're out there on the islands, but I will be joining you in the San Juans this weekend as well. <laughs> ah, good for you. Which island are you coming to? Uh, I'm going up to San Juan. Ah. Great, great. Well, I'll wave to you from Orcus. Yeah. <laughs> My guest today is Michael Tomlinson. He's been on the show before, and um, he's kind of he's got an interesting background. I mean, he's this wonderful musician, and he's this amazing storyteller as well, both at his concerts and on Facebook and his um, newsletters. And he's focusing on bringing consciousness to audiences. Five years ago, he made a this personal experiment, decided to meditate and commit to it on a daily basis. And he has been amazed at how that has shifted his life. So he's decided that this is such a great thing and he's, he's so into the consciousness, he wants to share this with others. So we're gonna be talking about that today. Back in the mid 1980s, that's a few decades ago, and I remember you know, this as well, he was in this rare position of being an aspiring singer, songwriter, and having a number one hit. And he hadn't even released a record before. Um, a homemade cassette of his song, The Climb, had been given to the manager of a popular Seattle radio station, KEZX, where he became the most requested song in the station's history. Within six months' time, uh, Michael gave up his bicycle repair job in Austin, Texas, and, and came up to Seattle. And he's had this amazing musical career, and we'll talk to him a little bit about that. Um, he's made some interesting choices along the way, too, to be in alignment with, with um, his authentic self, and I really appreciate that. Um, he's, he's had multiple contracts. He has his own label now, and um, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about that story, but these days... He wants to share about meditation. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Michael Tomlinson. Hi, Michael. Welcome back. Hi, Christine. Thank you very much for that. <clears throat> That's there's a lot of stuff over the years to try to touch on like that, and I and it made me laugh when you talked about me 
I think I gave up my job as a bike mechanic to move to a city where thousands of people are hearing me on the radio. It was a tough decision. <laughs> Those mechanics are tough to get. I'll tell you though, Michael, there, there are some people who would not choose to do that because they're so afraid of making the change, you know, like, oh, well, the, you know, my job here at Austin is a sure thing. Excuse yes. my cat. Yes. <laughs> um, true. And, yeah. and so you followed your dream in a variety of ways. And uh, I don't normally let my cat in, but she has made her way in here. So folks, <laughs> I live show honored. from home. What can I say? I am honored. <laughs> I think she showed up because of me. <laughs> Probably, yes. I, that's what I'm Anyway, um, so I remember seeing you in concert, oh gosh, back in the early 1990s at San Michel Winery. It was an mm -hmm. outdoor concert, an amazing concert. And um, it's funny for me to think that decades later, I'm sitting and having a conversation with you. Yeah. Um, and tell us a little bit about your connection with... Um, the you know the the label down in LA and why you chose to leave because it really shows the kind of person you are and and how you chose to be, have integrity with yourself. Well, thank you, Christine. I appreciate that. Um, a lot of that is uh, so many lifetimes ago. It's almost hard to grasp, though. You know, obviously, I, I know the basic story of it still, um, but um, as I evolved through my music, um, first getting a start in Seattle and then uh, putting out my first record on my own and then doing record deals with larger distribution around the world, things like that. <clears throat> there was always a current of the spiritual that ran through my music. People, almost anyone that's been listening to my music for 30 years will tell you something compelled them to listen. They had a different kind of a relationship with my music than they normally have with music they love. And uh, in fact, yeah. during- And, and let me just interject, yeah. Michael. Um, I, I know for me, it was, um, it was, the messages were more spiritually oriented, more holistically oriented, but it wasn't the new age tinkling music, no. you know? It, no, just... it, it was the kind of music you wanted to get up and dance to. So yeah. it was this great combination and very unusual, at least for the time. Well, I think that is true. Uh, and it held up through the years. Uh, sometimes uh, we get caught in a genre, whatever it is that someone's creating. And um, you'll think there are only certain tones and certain attitudes that go with it. For me, uh, all spirituality moves through everything in your life. And so if I felt like playing a folk rock song or that's what was trying to be written through me or it was a jazzy pop song or a soft love ballad, it didn't matter which those because that was how I was intending to live my life was through those messages I myself was learning, growing into and sharing in my songs. Um, it's not unusual. I, I've been recently placing some of my older songs on Facebook as people are getting going through this introspective time and this difficult time that we're all in. Yeah. And on several occasions, I would listen to my own lyrics from 30 years ago and have no idea how I knew that, 
I was singing those things that if I wrote today, I would write almost identically to the way I wrote them then. And I think when I look back at it, partly it's that, um, partly it was my attempt to live that. It wasn't my declaration. This is how I live. I've got that down. It was a path that I was on and I wrote ahead of myself. So I had this place I was Uh moving toward, you know, and I, and I still tend to do that. It's not even really on purpose. It's just when you hold a vision, the whole idea of the vision's not behind you. The vision's ahead of you. So you're holding something expansive that you haven't quite gone to yet. And so, you know, that filled my music. Um, I am incredibly pleased at how the older songs hold up. And, uh, uh-huh. and that so many people have been writing me to say they actually, I've had a, quite a number of people say, I brought out your whole catalog and that's all I'm listening to right now. Because uh-huh. my music's good to you. My music is good to the person listening. When I, when I put out House of Sky, well, we, our last interview was when I had just put out House of Sky. And a friend of mine um, in another state wrote me and she said, I've been listening to this album for two weeks. And this morning it occurred to me, when I listen to House of Sky, I love myself more. And that's what I mean. Oh, I wow. Good to the listener. I am, uh-huh. I am caressing the person listening. I am uh, uh-huh. uh, being friendly with the person listening, you know, playful in uh-huh. some songs deep and meaningful messages of transmuting grief and others, you know, it goes all over the place. Um, But the, you know, uh, touching on the meditation, I have meditated off and on through the years, uh, but I didn't find a steady practice. Um, It would go for weeks and then I might go weeks without it. And then I kind of start again. Um, And Uh like many people do, I was meditating to silence or maybe music, or I would maybe go sit somewhere Uh by a creek and meditate. And those are all really beautiful things. But it was until I found six years ago when I started listening regularly to guided meditations that changed it. And, And there's a real key there, I think. It's you find the voice that speaks to you the message uh-huh. that speaks to you. Because we both know there are thousands of them out there. Go look on. There are. You'll, yeah. see, you'll see one uh, meditation creator that'll have 500 titles. And they're, and they're delineated, you know, uh, uh, meditation for cleaning the bathroom, meditation for <laughs> <laughs> taking a nap, meditation for when you have to go to see the dentist. I mean, some people really delineate it down to the detail. And I don't quite so yeah. much. Uh, uh-huh. But you know how it is, because I believe in your own work, uh, there has been this, Christine, is that when you are doing something that's feeding your soul and making your life better, yeah. it goes, I can't, I can't not hold that back and tell people about it. I can't, I, could, yeah. I can't keep a secret like that. It's too precious. It's like if you knew uh-huh. where the healthy water was, and the well was you have to tell people where that is so they can get off their lead water and go drink that healthy water so and i think that those of us who who are brought in to to be teachers and i think on some level we're all teachers 
but some of us are more inspired um, that the things that we have worked hard to learn, um, face challenges, and um, those are the things that we become more, most passionate about teaching and sharing. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, I really don't think it's like teacher, student, or, you know, oh. teacher, men, you know, mentoring client or whatever. It's, it's really um, a symbiosis between two. And yet some of us are, are like have shown up to be a guiding light in, in one way or another. And I, I see you do that through your stories and now through your meditations. Well, thank you, Christine. And it's, um, I think what is the most beautiful thing for me personally is, is everything that I've done through the years has all merged. So my humor, yeah. the things okay. I love to write funny stories, almost, right. almost like Mark Twain style things that are right. colloquial and, I'll write things like that. I'll write memoir. I'll write the, uh, spiritual messages, essays, uh, a wide number of things. Um, and then I love, love, love writing songs. It's, uh, it's mm -hmm. if you can write a song and it pleases you, it's going to be hard to find anything in this world that is better than that. Because mm -hmm. think of your own relationship with songs, Christine. Think of the songs that you have loved since you were a child and yeah. some of which still feed your soul. Some of which yeah. still help you to have hope. Now, what if you had written that? And, yeah. Well, you know, I think about just, cat it's like the, well, no, what's that? <laughs> <Your cat wrangler. laughs> that was hilarious. I'm watching you try to figure out which way is this cat going to go? There's no telling. <laughs> <laughs> this cat, she's really good. She goes and she just lies on, on, you know, in one corner and she's good. But today, apparently she wants to meet you, Michael. She's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh. But one of the things about song is that um, songs that have made an impression on me, one of the things I'll, I'll notice is all I have to hear is like six or seven notes at the beginning mm -hmm. of the song. And it puts me into that space again. Um, it's, it's certainly there, there's an aspect that's relates to memory, but also it's vibrational, you know, when I'm very sensitive to vibration, it just kind of puts me in this vibration. And I think about, um, at when, as I listen to your meditations, um, you've got a, a little bit of music in there, um, but it's a lot of spoken word and there's something about your voice that makes you perfect for doing guided meditations. Um, Thank you. So it's, it's almost like the, there's certain sounds that can put us into these vibrations. And I've, I've seen you do it for many years with music, and now you're doing it with meditation as well and the spoken word. And it's, um, but it's, there's definitely this vibrational aspect of the sound. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. And I, I didn't know that would be there for sure. Uh, I, 25 years ago, I tried to record some uh, spoken word meditations. Um, I found yeah. that I was doing that in a studio with an engineer. And I found it too, it was, it was intimidating actually, because these are a form of prayer for me. Because when I am, once I prepare the, the mix for what I'm going to, what's my background is going to be. As you've heard, it's very often wind through the trees, surf. 
uh, leaves blowing. Um, I'm a, I use nature in every one of them. And then maybe some chimes. I have these beautiful uh, Cauchy wind chimes that are made in France. And I will, uh, and I will sometimes use a portion of some of my songs. Sometimes it's music that I've either hired to have done or music that I've bought a license to. There's all kinds of meditative uh -huh. type music you can buy. Um, and sure. then I will find places within it where I want to sing something. And so I'll just use my voice in it. So I do that in as many ways as I can. And my, my theory with this is if you're trying to help people meditate that don't meditate, give them beauty. Give them a place where when they put on the headphones, they just go. <sighs> they want to be there because I don't want it to be a willpower decision. It, granted, yes. when you start almost anything new, there is some self-discipline. There is some willpower. You know, I promised I'd give myself this chance right. to do this. So there's some. But very, very quickly, the gift should flow with meditation. And not because you perfected it, because you tried it, because you attempted it. Uh -huh. You know, I often say on, in all my concerts, I talk about meditation. And I will sometimes say to the audience, what do you call a meditation where you're restless and irritable? And by the end of it, you don't even know if you paid any attention to the meditation. Mm -hmm. And right. people look at me like I say, that's called meditating. That yeah. too is meditating. I and all the masters struggle too. Nobody just zones right in without ever thinking of yesterday or tomorrow right. or that argument they had. So I try to give you and a I, beautiful space. And I, and I, there's something about guided meditations that I often will prefer, although I'll, I'll sometimes just do ones with music or just in, in silence, particularly in nature. Um, but I think that we've looked at meditation um, in sort of a Western perspective, something to achieve, something to work hard with. Whereas I think we really should think of it as sort of um, self-nurturing, you know, filling up our, our, our own personal love tank. Yes. And however it works for a person. Well, I, I completely believe that. And that's kind of how it happened to me. You know, when I started six years ago uh, uh, with the guided meditations, mm -hmm. I had happened to find uh, a meditation by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I already had liked mm -hmm. from having seen right. him in, in, the, in the documentary movie, What the Bleep Do I Know? Is that what it was called? Do you recall that? He had a uh, small little segment in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All moved by him. Yep. After remembering his name. So years later, when someone showed me his book, um, uh, breaking the habit of being yourself. How to break the I, habit of being yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I, I went in, I did start the book, but first I went ahead and got the meditations. They're an hour and 15 minutes. That's a lot for a beginner. You're thinking that's it's a whole lot. I'm telling you, I was ready. It absorbed me. I absorbed it. I did that. I did those same two meditations for a couple of years, hour and 14 minute meditations. Uh, right. They, what I felt is uh, something of what you described that is not normally the Western way of meditating. I felt, I hadn't even known I wanted it. I felt that was the mm -hmm. safest place in the world. I hadn't even known that I was somewhere oh, in a safe place. 
But when I would meditate to those, I would feel uh, maybe it was almost womb-like in that mm -hmm. I felt so safe and so nurtured and so uh, as if I could crack myself open and expose everything that to the universe that I am as if the universe doesn't already know, but it still felt that, it still felt that way. And, Go ahead. and, and one of the things that, that Dr. Joe does is he, um, he ultimately has you focus outside of the body, right? Uh -huh. um, and there's something really magical about, um, for me to, to sort of be out here instead of in here that sort of, it, it, it's, it's kind of like connecting with that part of ourselves that extends beyond the edges of our body, but also with the quantum field in a way that allows for synchronicities, that allows for spontaneous guidance. Um, and Thank it allows me. for a type of peace. Yeah. Oh, I, I, t I so agree. When he gets to that part in the meditations that I know, he, he doesn't start there, but after he helps you to go deep, where your expansiveness starts, you know, where you now have quieted. I, I consider it like this. That feeling you get gazing to a campfire and you can't quite move away. When you reach that in the meditation, that's when now you can expand beyond the confines of your body. And I, I create that in my meditations as well. So that, but first, let's draw you in. Let's draw you into where you feel okay. peaceful. You feel quieter, more thoughts are falling away. You're hearing the wind through the trees, which is one of the most compelling natural sounds that could ever possibly be. It's it's a lullaby, it is calming you, it's soothing you, and it's and it's there's passion in it. So now when you go to that still place, and then you're having less thoughts, so they're more focused, and you have more access to your beautiful higher emotions of love and gratitude and kindness and all joy because that's how we get naturally when we slow down you know everyone does that i now have come to see right. everyone goes there once you peel away a lot of the racing thoughts and so uh that is when i start to imagine merging with all that is uh throughout the universe throughout all universes throughout the quantum field and it's a beautiful feeling. You know, all those things are so abstract to us. We, and, and they will always be, there's no, there's no fathoming all that is, you know, it's impossible. And so, so Michael, you reaching for it. You, in your meditations and also, you know, in some of your stories, you seem to have this connection with nature. You, and you integrate nature into the meditations. What is it about nature that brings you into that space um, that makes you feel connected? Well, okay, I think, I think Christine, it is the essence of who we are. We are nature. Mm -hmm. We talk about, I like to go out in nature. Nature's in your house with you because you're nature. You are not yeah. less nature than those trees, than the birds, you are. You may not be as attuned and as connected in fact we know we're not 
as connected as a tree standing there growing for a hundred years. You're not, you can be. And the trees help us, the wind helps us do it. The stars in the sky, uh, uh, watching moving water. You know, I, I believe that in the earlier earliest times of humanity and for quite a long time, quite a few eons, people probably didn't need anything like meditation because you were so aligned with the frequencies of nature and the seasons and the changes. So when you go out, let's say you've gone, you go for a camping trip and, and for two or three days, you're going to go. And it's just, you know, tent camping or maybe even just staying in a, a motor home or something, you know, but you're, but you're out sure. a lot. You sit around a campfire every evening, the river's there. You take some walks in the daytime. The first day you're there, it's a real relief, but you still have the city going on in you. You still have traffic going on in you. And you're a little bit edgy, a little, you kind of want something happening. I hope my friends show up pretty soon, you know. Then <laughs> next day, say halfway through the Saturday, you notice you're a calmer person. And it keeps growing, keeps growing. And then Sunday, everyone's going to go home on Sunday sometime, but you don't want to go home now. Because now you're resonating mm -hmm. with the boulders in the river. You're resonating with the giant trees with the damp earth around you, with the mountains you're seeing over the trees. You know, we have to give these things a little time and they call our frequency to theirs. I always tell my friends, that boulder will call you to its frequency long before you can call it to yours. Mm, I love that. We know that, that would be the case. It's millions of years old. And so that's why I'm using this nature in my meditations. I do not believe any human being has a greater power to calm than weather does. Weather has the power to calm you, to, to enlighten you, to excite you, to thrill you, to cause you to have gratitude and wonder alive in your life like you're a little child all over again. So I really believe in using that as the primary force in my meditations. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about the, in the meditations, how I got started doing these. It was very organic. Okay. Well, let's, okay. Let's hold that thought because we have to go to a quick break, okay. but um, more with Michael Tomlinson when we return here in just a few moments. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. How to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Upshur Show here in KKNW AM 1150 in Seattle and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. That music is Michael Tomlinson, who is our guest today, and it's michaeltomlinson.com. You can find his music there. Um, yeah, I just love your music. It's it's can be moody, it can be inspiring, uplifting, can be fun, and the lyrics um you always have something to say michael and i appreciate that about your music well thank you so much christine it's uh i have always held that the music part the melody that i write is Uh the one most inspired by eternity nature life you know and then words are human made so uh, my task then when a beautiful melody comes through me I do everything I can to keep that melody intact and now find words that fit. And that is a really, ta- really a task. If you're trying to do words that mean something to you that are worth singing, uh, because now, sure. you've, you know, now you've got to find words that fit a certain number of notes that mean something you want to say and that rhyme here and there. And, you know, so, uh, so I work super hard on the lyrics uh, and it's really a pleasure when they, when they come together, you know, I'm, I've never gotten tired of it. Um, so what I, so I'm curious. Yes. Hold, hold up that I, I want to, I want to understand um, for myself and our listeners, this AB comparison, you, you went from, sometimes meditating maybe a week or two and then pausing yeah. to being very committed and for years meditating every day right yes what kind of difference has it made in your life wow okay um it made in well it started making differences day one for me 
but I would say in the first several months, um, I would notice synchronicities, meaningful synchronicities. Right. Uh, that I knew were coming because I was tuning in through these meditations. And, you know, we have synchronicities all the time. A lot of time we don't notice them. A lot of times we notice, but we don't understand how meaningful it is to have certain synchronicities, certain coincidences. And, uh, but they started happening in really profound ways. And then I started noticing this. I started noticing outcomes that I thought were being altered because I was meditating. Where- Can you give us an example? Okay, let me think of, uh, okay, I'll tell you one. This is, this one just happened three years ago. Okay. I was driving my truck one day and uh, I got up a hill and I hear this strange noise. It was almost like a release of, of air and then a loud clang. And I thought it was another car. And then I look in my dash and it says check transmission. I never even knew there was a check transmission light. It flashed bright red. My car was barely moving. I was about a mile and a half from home. I was hoping, hoping, hoping I could get back home. I turn around and I just crawl back home very slowly. Got there. I was only going about 10, 15 miles an hour. It's flashing like crazy. It's an old truck. I just knew that I had blown my transmission and I, kept looking. I'm surprised that there wasn't fluid all over the ground, but there wasn't. So now, you know, that was sad because I didn't know what I was going to do, come up with four grand for an old truck to put in a new transmission. I didn't know if that was the thing to do, whatever it was. It sat for right. two, three days because I had had plans that weekend. And uh, well, because it was the weekend too. And so Monday I started, I started calling around. I found someone to, to, to come, they wanted to come tow it back to their shop. They came and uh, said, look, we're gonna drive it a block or two so we can tell what's there, if it'll drive, then we'll then we'll pull it up on our truck and we'll head back. So three days later, I talked to them on the phone and they said, well, we drove it all the way back. There didn't seem to be anything wrong with your truck. Oh my goodness. Uh, and, and I, and they said, but here's the real thing. We've hooked our computer up to it and it shows no events have happened. Well, your computer in your vehicle, if check transmission comes on, your computer will show that. Absolutely will show that event happened. It didn't show it. So they said, well, we're going to put it on another computer. Two days later, they brought it back. We don't know what to say. The computers showed no event and it's fine. I've been driving it three more years now. And that I I'm telling you, I don't understand how I absolutely believe something shifted in some kind of maybe time warp of some kind and it uncreated itself. I don't know how that is, but it was one of many things and I felt like, okay, this is, I'm being taken care of. I don't understand how that is. I've got so many. Um, and, um, and, and some of the other things that were happening. So one of my friends uh, who doesn't meditate, 
after I'd been meditating about a year and a half or two, she said to me, uh-huh. you know, your friends can really tell the difference in you since you've been meditating. And some of them had mm-hmm. begun to, I had shared with them. And I said, really, and in what way? And she said, well, it's like you're more you. Oh, wow. What a compliment. Yes. Yes. To me, because are we seeking that? To be more our true selves and to be brave self and to be self-forgiving enough to be your true self. Uh 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 And and then to have people appreciate that, because I think sometimes what happens is we we hide our true self for fear that we won't be accepted. Um, or loved. Here is a powerful thing that happened long term within a year of meditation. In the first year of my meditations, I launched a Kickstarter uh, campaign to to raise the money for my house of sky. I had been planning to do this for three years, but I was afraid to because I didn't know if it would fail. And I thought, it will feel humiliating to just put something up out there and no one's interested. Almost anyone. So let's do that. And and let me just add that um, you used to be with big record labels, but but you you left that a long time ago because it was out of alignment um, with you. Yeah. And so you're, you're trying to, you've been working towards, you know, sharing your music with others, yeah. But leaving that lack of integrity out of the process. Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep it, going. It just needed to be a okay, so, process. So I um, I finally did it in the year that I began meditating. By then, I had probably been meditating about eight months. I did, uh, Kickstarter recommends you do 30 days. I did 60 because I just had a feeling it was going to grow gradually. But uh-huh. the commitment required to steward that every day without being Mm -hmm. obnoxious about it. What do you do? Because it's, I didn't see, I didn't know any other musicians who had a successful one. People launched them and then they went away. Cause you know, you don't, you don't get your money if you don't raise all the way to that point. You could, you could, you could fall $10 short and you don't get it. So I, I set forth, uh, a goal of $70,000 because I was going to record an album. I was going to live while I'm recording it, pay musicians, pay studio, Uh all the things associated. Uh And it became one of the most creative things of my life, nurturing the campaign itself. What I discovered in that process was don't just ask people for something, give them Uh something every day. Keep writing my stories. Give them humor. Give them something insightful. A, an essay on something going on in the world. All the things I still do. And then I would just at the end say, if, if what I do here, if my music or the things I write call to you, please check out my Kickstarter campaign and see if you'd like to be a part. It, it started growing and growing. It took a tremendous amount of faith because... With every pause, when you're raising and for two days, no money comes in, you know, there's a collective gasp as all the hundreds or thousands of people watching it every day, wondering, is it going to fail? Is it going to make it? Some of them had already contributed and helped. 
you know, there is a, there's a great psychology and a great spirituality that runs through that. And uh, I just continued to do what I do, continue to give creative things, write beautiful stories, hilarious stories. And in the end, I raised $88,000. It was just really incredible. And then I spent close to a year recording the most creative album of my life. Christine, I felt meditation feeding what I was doing every single day. It, it would, things would happen like this. I would go in one morning. I'm working mostly with the engineer, co-producer, Jay Kinney, who's a multi-instrumentalist. We're in his studio. And, uh -huh. and I would say, Jay, remember that day about a month ago we were looking for a synth sound and there was this one thing and he's going, no, I don't remember that, <laughs> you know, because we've done a thousand <laughs> things since then. But somehow through the meditating and everything, these things were coming up in my mind. I said, well, it's when we were doing this song. And he says, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know where that sound would have been. So he goes through a long bank, hundred sounds, bam, I would hear it and know it. That's the sound I woke up wanting. How was that happening? It was happening through meditation. Because what it was doing is it was feeding my intellectual process. It was feeding my creativity. And meditation, there's nothing meditation will not feed in you that needs to be fed. There's nothing. There's not. You could meditate to help you get past grief. Yes, that will very much help. But many other things are going to happen too. You might find that you're funnier when you start meditating. You might find that you're quicker to say something because you just noticed you're trusting your voice better. Uh, you might find yourself, right. here's a very common thing. You find yourself saying words and phrases that someone needed. So you're talking to a neighbor and they yes. just lost their mother. And you're just talking and you don't know why you said what you said, but you both knew in the uh -huh. same moment that was holy. What was said right there in that moment comforted this person, uh -huh. gave them a feeling of connection still with their mother who had passed. And you recognize right. that was given to me. I and, and you know that it's so I think what it points to to me, Christine, is that when we um, when we seek to have a deeper connection with our own soulful being and we follow any number of practices that can help us do that, you just have more of what you need in your day to day life. You may well have everything you need in your day-to-day -day life. We're having to unlearn the idea that you don't. And oh, yeah. With that, you know, because we learned that so hard. We, yeah. And, and the, the struggle and striving has been put into our consciousness, both subconsciously and on a conscious level, that that's required for us to be happy. It's required for us to succeed. It's required for us even to be creative. Um, and sure. you, you talking about the magic of flow is the way yeah. I perceive it. And that the synchronicities are absolutely stunning. Like you, you couldn't have scripted it as well as things turn out. Like yes. it, it, it's just like, it's, it can be mind blowing. Um, but before we go any further, I see that our hour is flying by. I want to make sure that uh, people know how they can connect with you and what it is you're offering. Okay. Thank you. One thing I would very much love to say is that it, uh, since the isolation began several months ago, 
I began to do Zoom classes called Breathing Into Your Life. And in these, we focus, focus first on breathing and then we do a meditation during this. They are really successful. I'm having, I would say on the average class, 70% or more are repeats of every class. And that's such a good sign as new people are coming in. Um, I sing a song or two, we breathe together, we talk a little, it's lighthearted, there's laughter, we do a meditation, we talk more. No one's required to talk, it's just that a handful of people may have something they wish to say. And these are becoming more and more and more powerful and beautiful. So, so that is there. The meditation collection, which I call Breathe the Sky, Musical Spoken Word Meditations. I call them that instead of guided, in part because at this stage, I'm not so much telling you where to go. There is a little hint of that because there's real value in someone leading you through certain deep exercises. But I, sure. here's, here's what I've thought. There, we have magnificent meditation teachers in this world right now. I mean, some are, some are transforming thousands and thousands of lives. There's no doubt about it. And Joe's Absolutely. But guess what? They're missing billions of people. Billions of people will not start because they're not relating. Because they don't know they can. So right. my deepest desire is to meet you where you are. I meet you where you are. I'm not meeting you where I want you to be. You tell me, I asked, I asked a man once that was really troubled and asked me to help him. He said, uh, do you think you could make a meditation for me? And I said, yes, I make custom meditations too. And uh, I said, this is a man who used to, breathe, used to meditate for hours, but he had been through some kind of trauma, which he couldn't talk about. And he was trying to recover from it. And I said, what would be the ideal link if you want me to make you a meditation, he said, three minutes. And I, my jaw dropped. He used to meditate yes. two and three hours. He said, I don't, I'm afraid. I don't think I could go more than three minutes. Oh. That humbled me. That completely humbled me in what I was walking around thinking everyone can do. He said, then he said, oh, and I can't take a deep breath. And it's not because he had emphysema or something. It's because of the PTSD. That day, I went home and I created one of the meditations for Breathe the Sky. It was a 20-minute one based on my song, Run Like the River Runs. And in that meditation, I say, all breath is a miracle. Breathe as you will. Yeah. And I noticed that in, in your meditations, you're, you're, you're not saying, you know, it has to be a deep breath or, you know, there, there's so much in meditation um, about breathing practices and you're mm-hmm. just allowing people to show up and breathe how they want to breathe. That's right. You'll always breathe deeper over time if that's a possibility for you. And you'll want to because you love what happens. But th- so I made that meditation. I sent it to two friends. Didn't tell them anything about it. They both contacted me the next day. The first one said, do you have how you have any idea how much I needed this 30 years ago when I kept trying to learn meditation and I couldn't breathe like they told me and I gave up? And the other one called with a similar story. That's what I've come That's to. That's great. There is a lot deeper level of wounding in this world than we know, even in the day to day. Not even extreme cases, just simply 
people are overwhelmed. They're hurting, mm-hmm. they're afraid, and they don't know about taking a deep breath. That's a little scary because what if I feel more? I don't know if I can feel more. Yeah, yeah. So say, we tend to be so disconnected from our bodies and it connects us in a way that, that could yes. be foreign. Um, so we're going through unprecedented times. And I know that there are various layers of fear. You know, some people are afraid of contracting COVID. Some people are afraid of government controlling them and and forcing them to get vaccinated. Um, Some people are afraid that life will never get to be the same in in a sense of with social connections. What role can meditation play in in these times? Oh, it is it is a pathway to everything because your breath is a pathway to everything you're not alive without your breath that is the miracle so you will be at your every single time you take a breath and think about it and and even in some abstract way think this is of value just whatever you're capable of. Maybe you can't imagine that it's holy. Maybe you can't imagine it's a miracle. Maybe you can't imagine that there's light and information in that breath. But can you begin to take a breath and think, this is good. The second you start to do that and then begin to practice it is the second you start to become a stronger human being who knows more about your own life. Who, who has less fear, and you will feel more guided about what you do. You will no longer have the tendency to go out there and start playing years ahead of time the collapse you think is coming. You know, right. you, will, you will live now. And that's it. It helps you do that. That very, very, it's so simple we've missed it. It's like, you know, the yeah. saying, we, we are all one. We all wore t-shirts that said that in the 70s, but we didn't believe it. We abstractly thought that's a neat idea, but we're not living it because yeah. it's really hard to find that. It's really hard to relax that much and surrender to the degree that you feel that we're all one. And breath is the clearest, cleanest, surest way to move on a path that's right for you, not for me. It's not a religion. You're not doing it for me. You're not doing it because I have this thing written down how you're supposed to behave and believe. Right, right. Breath is just purely your connection. What could be a better connection with your source than your breathing? And so this is key. And it's what I'm doing in these classes. And it's what people are writing me nearly every day saying, I thought I knew about breathing, but I'm sleeping better. I am less uptight. One one man told me he uh, he went and for the first time ever had lower blood pressure after doing one of these little short meditations. <laughs> you know, That's it's great. That's the great. miracles that work in us when we surrender to this idea of breathing are unlimited. And I I think anything that can bring us into the now and have us more fully connected keeps us from being as reactive to the world around us, whether it's generating fear or anger. And I think about how extreme the polarities are right now. And um, those times when I can stay in that 
witness perspective and like, oh, isn't this interesting? You know, I seem to have triggered somebody here. Not like, well, I need to prove myself or I need to justify this or convince her. It's like, no, it's just very, very interesting. And, and that neutrality that can come with meditation is so powerful right now with the crazy polarity. Oh, if ever there was a time the whole world needs to take a breath together. You know, when I do these classes, there, there's usually, oh, 25 people or so in each class. And, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a couple people that are coming from Europe and Australia and all the rest are scattered around the U.S. I haven't even, uh -huh. I haven't even notified my mailing list of it yet. I only just do it through Facebook until I'm more familiar with what I'm doing. And then I'll grow it to larger levels. But uh -huh. there is a presence and a knowing, much like there would be if you went to, uh, whether it be a church or some kind of gathering and a bunch of people sing together. You get chills when a lot of people sing together. Well, that's what's happening. Right. When you look on that screen and all those people in all those different states and countries and continents are breathing together. It's so simple. It seems crazy that we haven't done it, but it's comforting. And it makes you feel a part of a community that has nothing to do with location. So yeah, love, that. You know, love that. So it's michaeltomlinson.com. Yes. And that's T-U-M-L-I-N-S-O-N. Yes, it is. Um, and you've got uh, Breathe the Sky, the, the, the meditations that you can download, um, as well as your yeah. weekly, it's weekly event, right? Weekly it's gathering. Every week I do two classes right now. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Christine, thank you for doing this. I can't. Oh, thank you, know, you. You are so, you're so sweet and you're so genuine about how you do this. Uh, you, I, I put it up my on my Facebook page this morning that when I do this with you, it's really just like two people having an interesting, enjoyable conversation, and it happens to be also broadcast. So thank you. <laughs> That's it's always been my goal because I love having deep conversations yeah. with people who um, inspire the world, and I want to thank you for being one of those people inspiring the world and for being here today, Michael. Thanks. Well, thank you, and you are as well. Thank you very much, Christine. Blessings to you. And thank you for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.